You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. As always, brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. It's myself, Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show. Today's show, uh, we're going to be recapping week four. It's uh, hard to believe week four already in the books, one month into the regular season action. So we're, we're moving through the weeks a lot quicker than people, I suppose, would uh, have hoped. There's a long wait throughout the offseason. The weeks really do fly in once the season starts. And uh, it was a fascinating week off action uh, on paper, not looking to be all that spectacular, but there was a, a lot of spectacular finishes, a lot of interesting outcomes. And I'll be running through all them and my thoughts on them in today's show. As always, uh, thanks for coming along and listening to the show. If you're a long-time listener, uh, thanks for tuning in again. And if you're a new listener, hopefully you're going to enjoy the show. Hopefully you're going to hit that subscribe button and uh, continue to listen to the OTI podcast for many many episodes to come and the uh, international series obviously took place this week in Wembley as well the Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins we'll be talking a little bit more about that uh, in just a little moment obviously a lot of OTI followers and that uh, over at the game it was uh, very interesting it's the first year that uh, myself and DZ aren't going to get over to any of the international series games of course I'm uh, recording this from Melbourne Australia so I'm sure you can understand as to why I won't be attending uh, DJ on the other hand just with work commitments won't get a chance to go over but it was a busy weekend for myself um, watched as I mentioned on the preview show the uh, Aussie Rules final was on watched that there on Saturday Arsenal play Manchester United prior to the NFL action this week uh, I know a lot of you know that I'm a big Arsenal fan, so a big, big result for Arsenal this week. Uh, we'll keep the soccer talk to a minimum, but that their game kicked off at 1am uh, here in Melbourne and then watched the uh, the action in the NFL after that. So it was a, a late, late night. Didn't go to sleep until around uh, half ten this morning when the Packers game ended, then watched Sunday night football uh, after a little bit of sleep. So it, it's been, a, it's been a, a late, late night. Very, very tired, and hopefully I'll get through all these games in the recap uh, without falling asleep. So... Uh, I guess without any further ado, let's get into the NFL Week 4 Recap. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So uh, if you're looking around the, the talking points of Week 4, it's hard to know where to start really, but one of the places that we have to start is, of course, the new point after rules and the, the, how it's affecting kickers at this stage Thursday night football we've seen Josh Scobie of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have a number of issues with kicks both field goals extra points and so on uh, he has since been cut by the team and uh, they are after signing a, a new kicker as well there so it's uh, it's been a tough start to the season for kickers in general with the extra point being moved back uh, a number of yards and a lot more of them being missed people probably thought some of them would be missed uh, we still thought we'd get around a 90% conversion rate there's been uh, I think it's been significantly less I think we're aiming around the 70% at the moment it's been amazing to see uh, how many kicks have been missed over the last couple of weeks since the season started by NFL kickers usually so reliable even you know all the way up to 50 yards kicking field goals but many many of them missed over this weekend and the game we're going to start off with could have ended in normal time in regulation uh, the Dallas Cowboys New Orleans Saints in the Superdome in New Orleans the Saints won in this one 26-20 after overtime and there was a chance uh, just prior I think it was two seconds left on the clock in New Orleans Saints after a great drive by uh, Brandon Whedon to, he threw a, a deep touchdown pass and a fourth down play to uh, Terrence Williams a great catch by him got the team back to 20 all apiece and uh, we uh, thought that maybe you know it's probably going to go to overtime at this stage Drew Brees then like goes with a great drive down the field to set up field goal position. They go for the field goal and it is missed. 
by their kicker Zach Hawker who you know uh, it was a 30 yard field goal uh, an opportunity to, to finish the game off but it comes off the upright doesn't go over the upright and uh, the game ends on that note uh, for regulation goes to overtime you know a lot of times in overtime we see teams start off slow let's run the ball let's try and move it get a first down just try and get into field goal range see where it gets us then because you don't want to be punting away after getting the ball for us but in this situation Drew Brees throws a first down uh, goes nowhere second and ten throws a little kind of uh, ball out to the right hand side out to CJ Spiller who hasn't done a lot this off or this season since signing for the Saints but had to come up in a big big spot here with a long touchdown run after that catch and uh, set them up with a 26 to 20 victory a nice game here by Drew Brees who you know missed last week the team uh, almost beat the, the Carolina Panthers last week unfortunately for them they didn't but get a win here against the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys you know last week went up with a 14 point lead against the uh, Atlanta Falcons didn't get the job done in this game here. I think they, they probably thought they were uh, in with a great shout of getting a result. And unfortunately for them, they didn't. I thought Branton Whedon played uh, quite well in this game. Went well with uh, toe-to-toe with Drew Brees throughout the game. And uh, just in the end, Drew Brees and uh, CJ Spiller getting the job done. But, you know, as I mentioned there, another another kicker. And fortunately for him, maybe he'll get a little bit of leeway here after missing that one to win the game in regulation time. Uh, fortunately for him, the team gets the win. Uh, maybe they'll give him another week to, to iron out the king in the kicking game next up uh, a game of defensive dominance really even though there was uh, 43 points scored in it it was another late Sunday game the Denver Broncos facing the Minnesota Vikings this game in Mile High Stadium 23 to 20 for the Broncos and uh, towards the end of this game Teddy Bridgewater trying to march the team down the field to try and get a field goal to tie things up unfortunately for him he got sacked uh, it was a strip fumble recovered by Vaughn Miller and that there iced the game there uh, Peyton Manning taking a knee to seal the deal just a couple of seconds left on the clock of course, earlier in this game too, Blair Walsh miss, missing a, a field goal early in the first half. Uh, of course, them three points would have been so valuable to the Vikings later in this game as they go on to lose by three points. Adrian Peterson with a nice run in this game for a touchdown. Outside of that, really kept in check. Teddy Bridgewater had a, a decent game overall, I thought, in this circumstances against such a tough defense. I've been talking about trying to come up with a name for this defense. Still haven't got one. Uh, tweet me and a few ones at Overtime Ireland uh, if you can come up with anything. But uh, the, the Broncos defense seven sacks on the day look absolutely phenomenal kind of stacked the box didn't give Adrian Peterson a lot of room to run outside of that run which was on a fourth down play so an interesting kind of slip there by the Broncos at that stage but overall I thought the the Vikings put up a very very good fight the the Broncos with a significant home field record since Peyton Manning took over for for the team at quarterback but with Manning uh, I guess we'll mention his performance you know the Vikings have a a good defense as well but he had a couple interceptions in this game on bad throws not kind of throws that you would often see Peyton Manning make particularly over the last couple of seasons didn't really I don't know what he's seen just didn't really uh, go with the right throw and you know they were easily picked off uh, by the Vikings and true one at the end of the first half that kept the Vikings in the game gave them the opportunity to to keep the game closer at halftime but in the end they're 4-0 Peyton Manning continues to have his struggles he'll have his ups and downs the defense are playing uh, lights out at the minute and uh, that is keeping the Broncos moving forward we'll see if Peyton can pick things up uh, Ronnie Hillman with a 72 yard touchdown in this one the longest uh, touchdown in the NFL this season uh, from play that wasn't a kick return and um, you know it looks like he he will likely slip or push past CJ Anderson uh, who has looked to have lost his grip on that starting job for the Denver Broncos 
the Arizona Cardinals they did start the season 3-0 and uh, that their winning streak has come to an end they lost to the St. Louis Rams at home it was a game that a lot of people were projecting uh, a win here for the Cardinals but the Rams it's hard to hard to call from week to week how they're going to be the one thing we do know is their defense is going to be very strong uh, a bit like the Denver Broncos a strong strong front seven putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and they can make plays at the back end of it as well but the real talking point coming out of this game at the end was rookie running back Todd Gurley um, had a phenomenal game here it's kind of breakout game and another player for the Rams who really had a big performance here was Tavon Austin he had two touchdowns in this one you know we came in in a first round uh, draft pick a couple of years ago and a lot of people expecting him to do much much more earlier in his career he didn't really do anything he was kind of a you know a gadget player but this season they've uh, found some ways to get him involved and he's got a couple of touchdowns in the season and a, another two for him yesterday so an impressive outing for the uh, a couple of the players there for the, the St. Louis Rams and offense but it is tough watching the Rams at times uh, the offensive line had their issues Nick Foles had his issues but uh, in the end Todd Gurley uh, got them over the line and a big big win here for the St. Louis Rams these games were all very tight that we've gone through so far, all kind of very late finishes, last minute field goals, overtimes and so on, last minute fumbles. It was uh, very exciting stuff in the, the afternoon games really at this here point and uh, we had San Diego Chargers and they won against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns uh, going down the field, uh, Gary Barnage with a big, big play, uh, caught it and you know it was really not a catch on the, on the field. Uh, the Cleveland Browns challenged the play, it was overturned, they got their catch and uh, they got a touchdown then, just a, a play or two after that, and then converted a two-point conversion as well. So they got it all squared at 27 apiece, but Philip Rivers, uh, too much time left on the clock. Rivers got the team down into field goal territory, and uh, luckily for them, <laughs> luckily for them, they got a, a second stab at it and another missed field goal in this here one. Uh, you know, it would be aptly named to be a Packers kicker, but uh, Lambo, the kicker for the Chargers, he, he goes and strikes one, puts it wide right, and uh, luckily for him there was a, an offside penalty against the Cleveland Browns and something that you don't often see offsides against the defense on a field goal attempt. But luckily for them, Lambo on a second attempt, he puts it between the uprights and a win here for the Chargers. Chargers still on offense, not all things ticking. Uh, still some struggles there for them. Uh, Danny Woodhead getting little bits and pieces of play and involved. And, you know, Malcolm Floyd had a concussion in the the middle of this game did not return obviously with a concussion issue he uh, he was a, a key piece at the point that he went down um, I just I just think there's something lacking just at the moment from the Chargers I think if they do click over the next couple of weeks really their biggest problem is the offensive line not opening up holes for the running backs and obviously putting Philip Rivers under a lot of pressure but they they edged out the win here at home and it was a game that they had to win if they have aspirations of making the playoffs later in the season I mentioned Gary Barnage, he had a, a few nice catches in this game, he looks to be going to be a solid tight end option for the Cleveland Browns going forward, but uh, I thought overall Duke Johnson probably the standout player in this game for them, he had 116 yards on 17 touches, uh, double of what he had done previously this season, he had a nice long touchdown catch as well from Josh McCown, so some positives for the Cleveland Browns, but you know it's got to be a tough loss when they did square it all up with just around a minute to go and uh, lost the game then, and the circumstances they did with that penalty on the first missed field goal. I mentioned the games in the late afternoon slate being uh, very interesting to watch. Well, I was watching one with great interest with the Green Bay Packers against the 49ers, but overall not the, the most interesting game, I'm sure, for the neutrals. Uh, the Packers offense kind of struggled a little bit in this one, ended up putting up 17 points. The, the San Francisco 49ers with three on the board, but overall uh, not the most impressive match from uh, either squad. Definitely not the most impressive from the 49ers. The Packers defense was uh, the one that kind of sealed this game for the Packers. Six sacks, and that's the first time in their history with six sacks in back-to-back games. Julius Peppers with a nice game 
Clay Matthews really is playing at a high, high level at the moment. Nick Perry and Mike Neal as well on that defensive line playing well. And rookie cornerback Demarius Randall as well is, uh, is playing some nice stuff. So uh, I think overall the Packers defense starting to round into a little bit of shape. And hopefully as the season goes on, they'll continue to improve. Uh, Randall Cobb looked a little bit banged up in this game, a few big hits, but uh, finished the game out, but was on the sideline for parts of the game. Uh, James Jones again, he's continuing to, to play quite well, linking up very, very well with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see how they go now uh, uh, next week, but the uh, the offensive side of the ball had a kind of a down day here and just wasn't uh, the, the most exciting game that uh, you're ever going to see in the NFL, but a, a win for the Packers. They move on to 4-0 and after winning that first game of the season, it looks like the 49ers uh, kind of are who we thought they were going to be going into this season uh, and they're really going to struggle for the rest of the duration of the journey. Another game with lots of drama in the field goal areas. Uh, a lot, a lot of field goal drama. I mentioned it at the start of the, or the recap. A lot, a lot of drama from the field goal position. In this game, the Indianapolis Colts, without Andrew Luck, got the win 16-13 to against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Overall, the Jaguars can count themselves very unlucky in this one. Uh, kept it tight, obviously, not facing Andrew Luck was a huge advantage. Matt Hasselbeck starting for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, age 40, one of the, the older quarterbacks to, to start in the league in recent times, up there with what Brett Favre was uh, all those years ago. But overall, the, the Jaguars, they had a chance. They had a chance to uh, seal the game at the end of regulation. They missed the field goal. Um, the missed field goal, the first one was iced. It was a, a timeout called by the Indianapolis Colts. Give a second chance to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and yet again, uh, it was missed by Jason Meyer. So the rookie uh, missed two game winning chances to do it, and it's, uh, you know he missed one from 48 yards in overtime, too. So three missed field goals. Will we see him for the Jacksonville Jaguars next week? <laughs> We're running out of kickers, maybe. Uh, I'll try and get a, catch a flight over and see if I can get a, a, an addition for kicking for the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of teams in the NFL were going to have a kind of kicker merry-go-round over the next couple of weeks, but tough, tough uh, times for, for the kickers in the National Football League, but it cost them here, and of course uh, Adam Vinatieri, we all know his record of uh, game one and field goals, both for the Patriots and the Colts, and he sealed the deal with his kick uh, in overtime to get the win, but the Colts Without luck, got a very, very lucky to uh, end, end up with a win in this one. We all heard last week about the Philadelphia Eagles. They were back on track, ready to roll, ready to go for the season. And of course, what happens this week? They lose to the Washington Redskins down in Washington. We heard about uh, the possibility of a hurricane coming up the, the Florida coast uh, and, you know, kind of interrupting this game in Washington. Well, no no, no really gale force wins. There were some wins, but at the end, uh, the Eagles were not able to get the job done. They, they fell behind early in this game. A couple of field goals to the Washington Redskins, then a touchdown. And uh, the Redskins quite much in control at halftime. A shutout off the Eagles in the first half. The Eagles storm back. Take the lead with a deep Miles Austin uh, touchdown. You know, Miles Austin with the Teflon hamstrings. But he's he's back uh, playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. He, he got a big touchdown from Sam Bradford. Bradford maybe one of his better performances. But still, the Eagles are struggling on offense. And um, in the end, the win for the Washington Redskins. Uh, Kurt Cousins... You know, I've been hard on him over the last couple of shows and there's always a turnover in the system. Well, this year was a game where he kept the, the turnovers clean. He he played nice a nice game overall and the drive that it led down to get the win with a touchdown pass to Pierre Garçon was uh, excellently executed and uh, a well-deserved win here for the Washington Redskins. 
And I guess uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, on the other hand, it's, uh, it's just going to be a tough, tough luck around for the rest of the season. Now one and three. Can they bounce back? They really need to get a, a couple of wins in a row if they have any chance. Obviously, Dallas Cowboys losing their last two games still gives them a glimmer of hope. Um, we'll be talking about the New York Giants in just a moment. But a win here for the Redskins gives them an opportunity to put themselves in a, a position here to challenge for this division and something maybe four weeks ago nobody really was predicting uh, anything from the Redskins this season so a, a big big win for them a lot of hype as well around the Oakland Raiders coming into the week not often that they are favoured on the road against any team never mind be favoured anywhere uh, even on their own home turf but they were favoured going into this game against the Chicago Bears and Jay Cutler started for the Bears in this one obviously there was a significant improvement from the week before when they played the Seattle Seahawks uh, obviously they punted on every possession the week before I think it was 10 punts uh, that was all they done really in the whole game last week with Jimmy Clausen, the quarterback. They played the Oakland Raiders. Some nice play from Derek Carr, some nice play from the Raiders, and Marty Cooper with a nice touchdown grab. Overall, the Raiders, I thought probably maybe on another day, had done enough to win the game, but Jay Cutler uh, kept things moving with the Chicago Bears. Him and Martellus Bennett linking up quite well. Eddie Royal had a nice game here. Uh, it, it looked like uh, you know the game was going to be over when Charles Woodson picked off Jay Cutler uh, later in the game. I thought, you know, we're looking here at another meltdown by Cutler and a, a win for the Raiders. But the Bears did get a chance to get the ball back after the Raiders led uh, down by Derek Carr to get a field goal. They took the lead uh, 20 to 19, and then Jay Cutler leads the Bears down the field and uh, with Robbie Gould putting over the score to win the game for the Bears so another game ended on the boot off a kicker so shows how important having a solid kicker is and uh, Robbie Gould has been that for the Bears over the years but uh, I have to say you know Jay Cutler back a lot sooner than I expected and looking a lot better in Adam Gaze's offense than uh, I would give him credit for but had a good game here and uh, the team picks up a win so uh, the Bears getting their first win off the season. The Kansas City Chiefs played off against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football, had a short turnaround and were on the road again against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are looking very strong this season, both defensively and offensively. thought defensively, Geno Atkins uh, had another nice game. They're really doing as much as they can to stop the run. Obviously, it's never easy going up against Jamal Charles, but in this game, kind of kept him uh, you know, in check. thought Alex Smith throwing the ball in quite a nice game but just the dinking and dunking isn't going to get it done at some stage they're going to take the handcuffs off and they have to go further down the field I think it gets a you know too much stick for the the short passing game but when you look at what they're doing over the last couple of weeks the Green Bay Packers game when they needed two scores to get back into it and they're dinking and dunking going to four minute drives down the field it's just not going to get the job done in the NFL you're going to have to try and open it up a little bit go for some deep passes and really the only thing that's getting any production for them is you know a five or ten yard pass and hopefully you break a tackle and take it for 20 yards we're not going to see a lot of big plays from the Chiefs and I think if they want to get themselves back into any sort of playoff contention that is what they're going to have to do they're going to have to open up the playbook go for broken in a couple of these games and see if they can get the win but they lose to the Bengals here Jeremy Hill getting himself back on track with a couple of touchdowns uh, Tyler Eifert had a quieter game but um, still had a few nice catches in it and another a wee bit of a quieter game for uh, Jeremy Hill as well or not Jeremy Hill sorry uh, AJ Green but he he still uh, very very effective in this one 36 to 21 and a comfortable one in the end for the Bengals Buffalo Bills are having an up and down season so far uh, week one very good week three very good maybe every second week they're going to be very good but week four it just did not work out for them it was a tough game for them a lot of penalties a lot of silly decisions on both sides of the ball from the Bills the New York Giants winning 24-10 up in Buffalo I thought this was a game that could have been a letdown spot for the Buffalo Bills they you know getting that big win on the road to an end division rival and then playing at home you know feeling good about yourself seeing how things are going to go and then you're playing the New York Giants who a lot of people can overlook and although uh, they didn't look all that impressive against the Washington Redskins last week 
they uh, were very close to beating the Atlanta Falcons in week two. They should have beat the Dallas Cowboys in week one due to both, both games very, very poor clock management. And uh, then in this game here, they obviously uh, get the win. So I think they were kind of flying under the radar. Eli Manning's playing a lot better than people are talking about. Rashid Jennings with a nice touchdown in this. Odell Beckham uh, almost had another phenomenal one-handed grab. He did catch the ball, but uh, unfortunately for him, out of bounds. Unfortunately for the Giants, out of bounds. But for the Giants, they did get the win in this one. Tyrod Taylor, uh, just, you know, that's going to be with your development as a young quarterback at some stage. It's going to be very, very tough for you. And this was a tough game for him. We'll see how they try and bounce back uh, in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, still a positive enough start for the Bills. But uh, they would have probably had this one marked down as a hopefully a win at home. You have to try and get the home victories. But, you know, outside of the division, maybe it won't cost them as much in the in the long term. But I think uh, the New York Giants are starting to go on an upward curve here. We'll see in the next couple of weeks how they continue to develop. But just keep a close eye on the Giants uh, in the next few weeks. Defensively, not that impressive. But offensively, I think there's uh, some, some promise there. We all watched Hard Knocks in the offseason. Obviously, we talked about what J.J. Watt did on the show, different stuff behind the scenes from Bill O'Brien and so on and so forth in the quarterback situation there. Well, Talked about uh, in the preview, not impressed with the quarterback situation. They did get Arian Foster back, but it was very, very limited because this game got out of hand in a major way very early. The Atlanta Falcons 48, the Houston Texans 21. 21 being very, very kind to the Houston Texans as well, but I suppose the Atlanta Falcons could have walk off fumble recovery for a touchdown as well to, to boost up their score. But really and truly, uh, kind of the whole second half, they rested nearly all their starters uh, outside of Mart- Matt Ryan. Devontae Freeman, uh, first player, since the NFL merger to have uh, back-to-back games with three touchdowns to start his career because he obviously, uh, or as a starter, he hadn't been the starter up until these last two games. So big, big performances from him. Only a small running back, but I have to say he's been very impressive. Five foot eight, 206 pounds, but he's getting between the tackles. He's The holes are opening up for him. I think Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit for what he's done with this team. Last year, the offensive line looked abysmal for them. The, on the other hand, while he was worth the Cleveland Browns, the offensive line looked great for the Browns this year, not so much. So I have to give him huge props on the job they're doing. Ryan Mallett, on the other hand, uh, what are you going to say for the Houston Texans? Uh, Brian Hoyer back in the game here and just have to say, it's. Uh, I think this season is uh, in the books for the Texans. You have J.J. Watt, but without a quarterback. People were saying last year, you know, J.J. Watt, MVP of the league, well, shows you, you can have all the J.J. Watts really you want, but uh, when you have an Aaron Rodgers, you're going to win 10 games every season. You know, defensively, it's very hard for one man to, to get the job done and get victories for, for the team, and the Texans are fighting that out at the moment. So that result put the Falcons at 4-0 and and of course they're in the division with the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers going to 4-0 themselves. 37-23 to win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A few big early interceptions in this one from Jameis Winston and uh, Norman had a nice game here. He's really turned himself into a shutdown cornerback. A player that, you know, if you haven't heard of him so far take his name down because over the next couple of weeks you're going to hear a lot more and he's in a contract season he's going to be getting big big money and we'll all be talking about him over the the coming weeks and months uh, definitely you know no last season a little bit of talk about him but he's really shutting down if you look at the the statistics over the last i guess like 10 or 15 games he's basically covering the number one receiver on the team and he's really shutting them down i think he's kept nearly all of them to under 60 yards so very very impressive stuff from him i think cam newton again 
he's not having the most impressive stats, but he's getting the he's moving the team, moving the offense. They're getting points on the board, and then the defense is helping out as well. So have to say uh, he's maturing as quarterback and he looks to be doing a very very nice job moving this team who doesn't have a lot of pieces Ted Ginn Jr. with two touchdowns in this and you know he's he's a go-to player for him at the moment so it shows what they are doing with the offense Greg Olson as well of course in there but I have to say uh, just Cam Newton at the moment the team's 4-0 he's moving the ball well everything's looking a little bit rosy at the minute for the Carolina Panthers at 4-0 uh, definitely have to say impressed with their start and let's see if they can get Devin Funches into the action a little bit nothing from him this season so far basically it's nearly been like a red shirt season for him a lot of people were thinking that he would fill the boots off Kelvin Benjamin after he got injured but nothing really from him so we'll see if we get anything going forward from him a lot of you guys probably coming back from the the international series game at Wembley um, hopefully if you were at it you enjoyed it I know the Jets fans enjoyed it more than the Miami Dolphins fans 27 to 14 to the Jets the Dolphins uh, what do you see in the next few days if we hear anything back about coaching changes or so on those talk possibly of a defensive coaching change if they didn't win this game and they were a long way from winning it very very disappointing both defensively and offensively the defense probably picked up a little bit compared to what it has been in the last few weeks but offensively this year has been a bit of a tire fire since the start of the season they're uh, not really moving the ball Lamar Miller's not getting really many rush attempts they're going away from the run very early in the game they're no kind of I don't know what you would call it they have no kind of clear vision for the offense Bill Lazor's the offensive coordinator a lot of people were expecting big things including myself I thought there'd be big big things from him this season I thought Ryan Tannehill would take a big step forward but between him not getting enough time and then not making the right decisions the team has really really struggled offensively and uh, the Jets did enough to get the win here and it looked from a long long way out like the Jets were going to pick up the W Chris Ivory with a big big game in this he had a career high of 166 yards on 29 carries and he had a rushing touchdown as well. So a big, big game for Ivory who sat out. Well, he was he was <laughs> sat on the sidelines in his gear last week and didn't play. But this week, if you started him in fantasy football, he definitely rewarded you with a big, big performance. Brandon Marshall looking good again and then Eric Decker was back after missing last week's game as well so the Jets looking quite good both these teams now on uh, off or on bye weeks after this year game in Wembley so we'll see uh, how they could do coming out of the bye week but the Jets look to be uh, on an upward curve while the uh, Miami Dolphins look to be in a big big pile of bother and uh, Joe Philbin definitely on the hot seat uh, we'll see if he lasts out the season we'll see if he lasts out the week but you know they, they need to they need to get a new bit of uh, vigor in and there somebody who's going to help this team have an identity because at the moment they're probably as bland as you could be as an nfl team so with that game that wraps up all the nfl week four action obviously the uh, seahawks are playing against the detroit lions on monday night football that there hasn't taken place yet so i can't really review that you know i'm definitely expecting a win for the seahawks they had a shutout last week against the bears don't think they're going to be shut out they're going to be without marshall lynch in this game they're going to try and get him healthy hold him out of this game so fred jackson and thomas rawls getting in on the action there uh, maybe they'll get Jimmy Graham a little bit more involved maybe the defence will get a few turnovers off Matthew Stafford because that's going to happen at some stage can the Lions get a run game going and can Calvin Johnson get in on the action Golden Tate's been quiet as well so we'll see how it goes but I think it's going to be a big big one here for the Seahawks I think they'll get back on track not many teams go in and cause uh, any sort of a stir up in CenturyLink field so I think the CenturyLink crowd there with the 12th man and the, the Seattle Seahawks get the win in this one I don't think it'll be particularly close either probably win by uh, you know over 10 points so we'll see how it goes on monday night football but that's all the games uh, run through wrapped up and uh, fortunately i haven't fallen asleep yet so a lot of a lot of busy stuff going on with myself here in melbourne at the moment we're uh, 
I'm starting a new job tomorrow, so hopefully that all goes well. It'll be interesting to see. I'm going to try and get an early night's sleep after having basically no no night's sleep last night. So um, with all going well, I'll be back later in the week uh, from a new location, a new apartment that we'll be moving into as well. So busy, busy week coming up. Uh, look forward to the preview show coming up likely on the, this Friday. Hopefully we'll be able to get a guest on either on this show or the recap show next week. It's just been so crazy over the last few uh, few weeks uh, with the travel schedule that I haven't had any guests on but we'll see how things are going continue to spread the word as you have been doing give us some tweets on twitter obviously you have to be on twitter to give us some tweets but uh share it on uh, facebook whatever you want to do and uh, keep getting the numbers up give us a rating a comment on itunes stitcher tuning whatever you're listening to the show on of course and uh, thanks as always for tuning in oti fantasy fives was a lot of fun this week at the moment of recording we have not all the scores tallied up to see who was the winner but anyone interested in getting involved will be playing again this sunday get involved that's oti fantasy fives and you can find that on overtimeireland.com and of course we'll be tweeting out about it regularly i'm sure you've seen it on the twitter feed get involved next week but until i'm back with another show later in the week uh, make sure you're following at overtime ireland for the latest information and uh, you can follow me on twitter it's at the column kelly but until i'm back later in the week with that uh, preview show of course have a good one Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.